Welcome to Household 6. We are two seasoned army spouses and virtual BFFs who want to empower and encourage other military spouses so they can leave their duty station better than they found it. We're your hosts. I'm Margo. I'm Kathleen, and we are so happy you're here. Yay! Yay. Today we are going to be talking about the Netflix movie Purple Hearts. I'm sure you've seen it making the rounds on social media or you've seen it on Netflix because it's been in the top 10 since it came out. It's about basically these really young people who both are in a dire financial situation and they decide to get married so they can cash in on TRICARE, BAH, and separation pay. And who is watching this movie, Marco? Because I see my military-affiliated friends posting about it, but nobody else. And it's number two on Netflix right now. I'm assuming, I guess, someone's watching it, and if you're not military, you're like, oh, well, I don't need to post about it because this doesn't impact my life, or I don't understand what's wrong about it. And so I was also wondering this, too, who's keeping it at number two? And so I Googled it, and I guess it's a lot of young people because it's blown up and went viral on TikTok. And there were these TikToks that were showing clips of the movie and then people reacting to it like, oh, it's so romantic or this was such a powerful scene. And I'm like, are we watching the same movie? Okay. <laughs> that's that's making more sense if it's like a high school. Right. Fad. I do think, I think it was. Although I do think they were older than right out of high school in the okay. movie because they were all at that bar drinking and stuff. I would think Sophia Carson would have been mid-20s in the movie. But it. Even still, it was definitely giving high school teeny bopper romance vibes. I felt like it was trying to be a Nicholas Sparks type epic (laughs) romance. And I wish that it had leaned into just like lifetime movie cheesiness instead. Because it it accomplished neither of those goals. Like it it doesn't quite fit in a genre to Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And I absolutely love Sophia Carson. I think she's so beautiful. I mean, of course, I'm like obsessed with Disney. Was she really singing in that? Is she a singer? Yes, that's her. She was so good. So I she loved was her in covers. The movie, she was in the Descendants movies on Disney Channel. Did you ever watch those? Okay. It's like the kids of all the evil villains. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she's those are really that. good. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us being 30 and we're like, we love Disney Channel movies. Esther will put on Descendants and like left the room and I'm like sitting there. I'm like, yeah, yeah so she's good to be girl. She's the other one with like the blue hair. Okay. That's her. So anyways, I love Sophia Carson. That was her singing. But yes, the movie overall left a little to be desired. I really felt like what you were saying, how it could have played into one thing more. And that would have helped it a lot. They did have the potential to have this really poignant conversation about healthcare in America or this new generation of people who don't just take the patriotic, like, who are the army and run with it. A lot of the conversation in the movie needs to be had, frankly. And I was so excited about it. And I was like, wow, this is actually what a lot of us can struggle with at some points. And then it just kind of never went anywhere with it. The healthcare stuff, I was like, I it just, okay, it just missed the mark. Like you're saying, yes. it brought up a really important issue. This mm-hmm. woman doesn't have healthcare. 
And mm-hmm. then it, it also, this, the Marines issues too, where he was a drug addict and owes mm-hmm. a lot of money. You know, those are serious problems. And I felt like they just kind of skated over it and they're like, oh, but right. if we get married, it's fine, whatever. We're going to get so much money. In their situation, you are going to make a considerable amount of money when she is struggling to buy insulin. Getting TRICARE is going to dramatically improve your life. Yes. So that makes sense why you would want to do that. But I felt like the movie turned into this weird love story. And I guess maybe that's what it was supposed to do. So it really wasn't, I felt like, a movie about the military. It was a love story that used the military as a vehicle to get there. Yeah. Yeah. But so you said weird love story. And I thought so, too, because it's like, they get married, they don't like each other, they're fighting at the restaurant, but then they go home and hook up. And Right. But then yeah. the next day, they're like, oh, this is weird, whatever. We don't like each other, yeah. But, but then suddenly they're in love, writing letters. But then mm-hmm. he comes back, and she's like, we need to set boundaries. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a roller coaster. And then at the end of the movie, so spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie and you like don't want spoilers, quit listening. So at the end, they confess their love to each other, and it's like his brother and sister-in-law and his father are all just standing there, and they're like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And I was, oh, just the cringe all over my body. I was like, I I would never. I've been married for eight years, and I would never profess my love to Alex in front of my parents like that. <laughs> Awkward turtle. Oh, my God. Never. It was so bad. The dress blues, the the moments the dress blues appeared and were worn and whatever. Like after their wedding night, she wakes up and just grabs his blues jacket and puts it over her shoulders, like like it's comfy. I it was so bizarre. She's like sitting in the dumpy hotel bed with his uniform on. Definitely did not consult anybody in the military. When writing this, they were just like, oh, what a cool shot with like his blues on. It's, I've never touched Alex's blues. If he would be like, quit it, you're going to mess it up. Yeah. Like, that's so expensive. It's so stiff and uncomfortable. Step into it. Like, that's not what you're going to pull on as a robe. Absolutely not. You would wrap up in like the blanket of the hotel or something. And then it seemed like the times that he wore it were just kind of random. And Mm -hmm. my favorite, though, was when he's leaving the hospital in the wheelchair, completely dressed in his dress uniform. Like, what? Didn't even notice that. Then, at the end, so this whole time, so this whole movie, you know, he deploys, she stays back home, then he gets hurt, he comes home, they have to figure out how to, like, be in this marriage together. But the whole time... She's trying to make it as a singer. Her and her band are trying to make it big. So by the end of the movie, she accomplishes that. (laughs) Which again, really unrealistic that you went from like playing in this dive bar to like opening for Florence and the Machine. But whatever. In in like three minutes. But at the end, someone tells on them that it's a fake marriage. He takes all of the blame because he doesn't want her and her mother to get in trouble. And so he goes to jail for six months. And then they're like, okay, actually, we're in love. We're going to be together. That's what I was talking about earlier when they're like, oh, we are confessing their love in front of their family. But then I was like, 
you still don't have health insurance. Yeah. After all that. He's been dishonorably discharged and went to prison. (laughs) So he's not going to be bringing in a bunch of job offers. And then you are opening once for Florence and the Machine. Like, is that an ongoing gig? Do you have health insurance? Like, I'm sure she now could afford the insulin. But at the end of the movie, I was just screaming, what a dumb, what What were you thinking? Like, I, I, I get the in the beginning, like, you're literally going to die without insulin. Like, get your insulin, girl. Yeah. I'm not trying to get into the politics and defraud the military and the government. But, like, I get it. Get your meds. Get them. But by the end, I was like, love is not going to give your body the glucose (laughs) and whatever else it needs. Like, this was so stupid. All he's done is thrown his career away. You have a cool song, but like, mm -mm. mm-mm. Yeah, nobody didn't get anything out of this except each other. And and that's great, but. It is great, but it's also, maybe it's not so great. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was um, a wild ride. <laughs> because because could what I would have expected is that at the end he goes to trial and then they prove that they're that they truly love, each love other. and their marriage is genuine. And then yes. you know which like uh, every other that, show ever. Yeah, in that case I would be like, oh, this is so unrealistic. But I lean in it to being unrealistic. Yeah, right. don't, it would have made this, sense for the insurance. In this kind of movie, I don't want to see justice served. I want the <laughs> right. ridiculous fantasy fairy tale ending. Really. You just need if you want to, if you're just gonna have to watch it and be like, this is just going to be an hour and a half wild ride that's not realistic, and I'm just watching it for funsies. Because I, so I think if I was listening to this, I would be like, why are they even trying to treat this like it's serious? No, we're not. We just want to whine about it. (laughs) Yeah, I think the reason we wanted to talk about it is because our group of friends were impacted by it. Anytime there is something like this in the media that is so hopped up about the military, of course, we all want to watch it. We want to see what it's like, how it's portraying essentially our lives kind of thing and so when we watch it and it's so ridiculous it's like oh well we want to talk about it we want to be in on the joke and we have a friend actually who had her facebook post go viral our friend image we actually talked to her and that clip will come up in a minute so emma posted the military spouse world is in a tizzy over the new netflix movie purple hearts a movie where a girl and a marine get married to get her health care and to get him out of the barracks and they end up in love aka a normal Tuesday on any military spouse Facebook group. Anyway, what I'm more upset about is the poster. Anyone who is a military <laughs> spouse knows that the only acceptable way to send your husband off to war is in a messy bun, PJs, puffy eyes, and a bad attitude because it's the third time you've dropped him off after the unit forgot to schedule a bus or a plane or something else is missing or someone is missing or just because they said so. It's now 3 a.m. You've said goodbye eight times. And it becomes a tuck and roll situation as you dust off the Taco Bell wrappers, y'all, child down in the parking lot. Accuracy matters, y'all. And as I'm reading this, it has been shared not over 9,000 times. It has 9,700 likes. And it even landed her a interview with the Today Show. So the Today Show had it on their website and different articles. Because this blew up and every military spouse ever was reposting this i even reposted it myself because what she's saying is absolutely true 
So without further ado, here's our conversation with Emma Tai. So I saw your post um, about the movie before, I mean, I'm sure it had, was viral for a few minutes before I saw it um, because it had like thousands of shares before I shared it. Um, but tell me a little bit about like you seeing the trailer and then making the post. Um, so we actually, we're, we just moved to our current duty station like a week ago, pretty oh, much. Wow. And, and, um, you know how it is when you move someplace new, you're very restless and you can't oh, sleep. Sure. And I was just covered <laughs> in boxes and the AC wasn't working and it was actually like four in the morning and, you know, I'm just scrolling through my phone because I can't sleep. And I saw the trailer pop up for the 10th time, and I just watched it real quick, and I just thought, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. But what really stuck out was just what immediately went through my head was all of the, um, you know, the goodbyes we've done over the years and what it actually looks like. And, and so I just... It really just took me a couple minutes, and I just wrote what I was thinking right. and shared shared it with some friends, and then one of them asked to make it public, and it just kind of went from there. <laughs> yeah, I think it really resonated with so many people because what you said is so true. Like, both things you said, like, that people marrying for benefits and stuff is just, like, a normal, everyday thing, um, <laughs> and then also that that's not realistic. I've never had the this like picturesque send off moment where I say goodbye and I'm waving a little American flag or something. It's <laughs> like, see ya. <laughs> like, it's been around a million times. It's frustrating. And, you know, on a more serious note, like, it's heartbreaking, but not in the way Hollywood ever shows it. You're tired, you're frustrated, mm -hmm. you're you know, you're just done. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's just never really portrayed. And yeah, when it comes to the benefits thing, I was just confused by <laughs> even just what the movie was about. Right. Yeah. We all know those people. Yeah, absolutely. And I watched the movie and I was like, you know, this actually isn't that much of a movie about the military or, you know, BAH fraud like <laughs> it was more so just like I thought like a high school kind of teeny bopper movie oh my goodness I agree it was like yeah. Hallmark but without the Hallmark budget in my opinion <laughs> yeah and like no I absolutely love Sophia Carson so like props to her but yeah I, I don't think this will be like on my favorite movie list or anything <laughs> no I, I think um, I think the acting was awesome yeah and I think that it was there, but, and I think for the rest of the world, it's a fine movie, but right. anyone who knows anything about the military is going to have a hard time sitting through it. Right, which is how most military movies are, you know, you Very just true. kind of roll your eyes and are like, okay, well, I get it, you're making it, like, palatable for the masses, so understandable uh, yeah <laughs> well that's what was so funny because when it blew up it was just military spouses who got it and stuff and you know you leave anything on the internet too long right it was just people who the post wasn't for being like it was just a great movie and, <laughs> and we're like this isn't for, for you, you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely 
Well, I saw that it got so big that it even like reached the Today Show, right? It did. That was that was really cool. Um, I remember watching the Today Show on AFN when I was eight, and um, I always wanted. I don't know. That was kind of my eight-year-old goal. So yeah, that was kind of a surreal moment. <laughs> that is really cool. So, did they just reach out to you, or like tell me about your experience with them? Yeah, so um, she reached out to me, one of their um, journalists, and she's actually a military spouse. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, um, so of course she was really interested in that, and kind of like this, we just chatted, and um, it was featured on their website and their social media, and it was was a really cool um, moment for me. Yeah, I'd say that is really cool. And I saw, um, I think after that, that you were starting... A blog, is that right? Yes, yes. It's called Rolling Along um, because I'm also a music major and I needed to oh, shout out the, cool. the Army, the Army <laughs> Cajun song. But um, yeah, it's just on Facebook and Instagram right now. But it's something I've wanted to do for a long time and I'm just using my 15 seconds of fame to kind of oh, for get sure. it <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And we love here, we have our podcast and our website and Anytime we can amplify other military spouse voices, um, you know, we're all in this together, just sharing the reality of it. So, yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you get those hallmark picturesque moments where you're saying goodbye or your spouse is coming home, but most of the time it's not that i've never had the picturesque homecoming or send-off moment i shared the post myself i said last time i i said goodbye to alex he called me a few hours later and asked me to come back and bring him burger king because his flat was changed for like the 10th time <laughs> which so is literally, the worst when you yes. get all, you get all your emotions together you've said goodbye you get home you sit on the mm-hmm. couch and cry and then they're like oh actually Wait, i'm, I'm tomorrow. sorry Yes. <laughs> and you're like, I have to do this again. No, you're supposed to be gone. Such an emotional roller coaster. So I was actually still on post when he called me because I wanted to make the day fun. And so I took my daughter to the PX and I was like, we're going to get a treat or something, you know? And so I still happened to be on post when he called me and he was like, okay, so I'm not going to get dinner now. So can you like bring me Burger King? So I just roll up to the parking lot after we'd already had our little tear, well, my tears, and everything. And I'd taken a thousand pictures and I literally just handed a Whopper out the window. I was like, see ya. And that was it. (laughs) And he just walked away and I was like, had no tears left to cry. I mean, nothing. I was just like, well. I guess I'll go home now by myself. Yeah. Brian's first deployment was the only one where they had a redeployment ceremony when they came home. And it was at three o'clock in the morning. So yeah, I I tried to wear something kind of cute, but I was not looking great. And that's, if he ever has one again, I will totally hire a photographer. I've photographed several Mm -hmm. of them. They're so sweet, so beautiful. You can never capture that emotion in any other context. But at the time, you know, in 2011, everybody was deploying all the time. And so I was like, oh, we'll have another, like, we'll do this again. It doesn't matter. Then all the other deployments were kind of a, like, I pull up to the building in his car and he jumps in. I think deployment four and five, it was like, can you get a ride from somebody? (laughs) 
<laughs> and there are pros and cons to both because that ceremony, it was so much anticipation and it it did feel good to have some kind of big thing at the end of all this it had been Mm -hmm. a whole like traumatic year that I spent so Mm -hmm. anxious and now it's like big thing you get to kind of like forward to yeah yeah but it makes it it a little more formal like you get to pick out your outfit you make a sign it feels very like this is the end of this yes closure yeah Mm -hmm. and and even being there in a crowd of people it's nice to be around people where like this homecoming is just as important to to them. The they get it. Three hundred other people in this room, but then it is also really nice to just pull up to the door in your sweatpants, and your spouse gets in the car, and everything's back to normal. Yes, like there's no fuss. There, it, we're just mm-hmm. going home to try yep. to get back in the groove of normal life. That's what we had when he came back. So he came back early, and I picked him up at the airport. It was just him by himself, and it was like midnight. And mm-hmm. he just got into the truck and we drove around Taco Bell and went home. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And it's so funny that Emma said Taco Bell because I was like, I. That's like win. all that's ever open at yeah. these middle of the night, you know, send off or welcome back. Mm-hmm. That's I think when I dropped Brian back off at Ranger School on one of his eight hour passes we were like sitting in my minivan because I had a crappy mm-hmm. old minivan then like with our Taco Bell wrappers, you know, yeah, waiting until the last minute. And that's the worst too. When there's not a formal send off, you are just kind oh, of waiting. And yeah. so at our last drop off, people were just like, tailgating in the parking lot. People had yes. brought lawn chairs and were sitting out in the parking lot waiting until the last second until their soldier had to like walk inside and it was parents and siblings. It wasn't just, you know, spouses. It was moms and dads who had traveled really far away to be there. And so it's like the most depressing tailgate ever. <laughs> yes. Okay. And Brian's first deployment, we we did that. We just kind of followed him around while he's sort of getting ready. And, and that, I did of, not suggest that. No, it was miserable because we mm-hmm. we essentially had said goodbye like an hour ago and then we're just kind of twiddling our thumbs yeah sitting there all sad and mm-hmm. we've run out of things to say there's no timeline like he's supposed mm-hmm. to leave any minute but then hours later is still there right hurry up and um, wait yes and before that several of the other spouses in the unit had said it's too much for the kids to go do that long goodbye so he always says goodbye to us at the house and we just stay home and I thought, how terrible. Why would you not try to spend every moment? Every like that's second. just yeah. cheating your children out of time with their mm-hmm. father. And yeah. I, after like hour two of sitting there, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Experience <laughs> is the best teacher. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it was basically me and my in-laws, my sister-in-law, we're all just kind of sitting there staring at Brian. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think finally he was kind of like, okay, I should like walk over to the plane now. He still didn't leave for hours, but was just kind of like, okay, you guys need to go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I have never waited around like that, but I have heard that. And back, you know, as a young spouse, I was always like, I would never do that. I'm spending every second with Alex. Mm -hmm. You know, it's what if it's the last time I see him? And, you know you're thinking all these (laughs) terrible things and so but now 
that I have an autistic child and I know myself and Alex and yeah, how we roll. I'm like, no dog, I'll take you, I'll drop you off. And like, we're just going to high five and smooch and I'm going back to the house because I, my anxiety and my emotions cannot take it. Magnolia will have a full blown meltdown. Every episode of this podcast, we always are talking about setting boundaries. And that's one of those Mm. things. The army has its timeline and it is often ridiculous. And so we have to set boundaries. Like how long are you going to wait? What, what is best for you? Because it might feel best for you to go sit there for four hours Mm -hmm. and have the weird, awkward, long goodbye, but you have to do what's best for your family and not let the army torment you in those small ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think our message is, always kind of like you do you and yeah it's gonna look different for every family and so yeah just like she said for whatever reason you and your kids may want to sit there with your spouse until the very last second and soak up every minute and you'll be so glad that you did that I also know a lot of families who if the homecoming ceremony is during school hours Mm -hmm. they they leave their kids in school and pick them up after and that Mm -hmm. was another thing that I thought like Oh, well, that's Oh my gosh, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm like, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because a lot of kids, so much is changing anyway. They Mm -hmm. need their routine. Mm -hmm. And they... And it's nice for you to have that moment with your spouse. And then the kids also then get to have their... In their safe space at home. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so overwhelming, even as an adult, to try to... Mm -hmm. You, you can't describe it to somebody who hasn't been through it because everybody will be like, oh, you must be so excited he's coming home. And I'm always like, I am so excited, but I am so stressed. Yes. And people don't understand that, like, it's joyful, but it's really emotionally it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I can't imagine what it's like for, for these little kids. Right. I know. It's a lot. There's... Mm-hmm. You know, my daughter had just gotten used to really him being gone and now he's back and our routine had changed while he was gone. And so he's having to reintegrate and learn our new routines. And it's just a lot on everyone. So, and I talked to a lot of spouses who are like, I'm really upset because my, my husband's about to deploy and we just keep fighting mm-hmm. and it's, That is such a normal, natural defense mechanism. Like, you're going to have to say goodbye and you're going to have to be okay with them being gone. Mm -hmm. So you're going to butt heads. And like I said, it's a defense mechanism, but it's also just a natural way to express all the stress you're feeling. Yes, for sure. And this last deployment, we had four days notice. And so he mm. kept waiting for me to like break down. And I didn't. I handled it actually really well. Did you hurt his feelings by not being sad enough? I think so. He was stressed and having to do stuff. And it was a wild four days. But I was just like, okay, well, I'll take you wherever you need to go and it'll be fun. And I really, I prayed about it. I obviously on anxiety medicine. I like kept myself as calm as possible because I don't have time to freak out in four days. Like this is just this is the reality of my life right now. And I just got to do whatever. But and now being, he potentially is leaving next year for an, a regular scheduled non-month deployment. Mm. And now I'm like, I have to think about it all year long. Yeah. 
That's that true. he's going to be gone. And so now it's just constantly on my mind and people know about it and bring it up where it's like, I was just living my normal everyday life, just being happy. And then it was like, boom, he's gone. And so I didn't, yeah. we didn't have that buildup that was like, oh, you fought and you're stressed or whatever. It was just like, no, he's here. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was actually and- kind of nice. Yes, I I agree. I've totally hurt Brian's feelings by (laughs) keeping it together too well. And I've cried over the stupidest things, but I am Mm. great in a crisis. If something is really Mm. serious, I'm I'm your gal. Like, I totaled my car and Brian was really upset. He was like, you're acting like this is not a big deal. And I was like, no, I'm trying to stay calm because I have my five-year-old with me. And so I don't know we I wouldn't be able to stay in this lifestyle indefinitely if I couldn't compartmentalize and Mm -hmm. be okay with him Mm -hmm. leaving I can't emotionally have a whole big production every time he goes I think too and if you do right now that's okay and I I really used to worry about that when I was a younger spouse because every time he left even if it was overnight I just mental gymnastics, just a huge production. I was so dramatic. Even if I didn't express that to him, I knew how I was feeling. I just acted like the world was ending if he was not going to be home. And I mean, it just the desperation that I felt to be alone or something. I'm glad you are saying that because now after 12 years, I'm I keep talking about, oh, yeah, I'm jaded and I have to be careful to make sure my husband knows I miss him. But when his first deployment, I was a wreck. I cried like every day. I could barely Mm -hmm. eat. I didn't sleep. I was just, I mean, I felt like I couldn't even hold a conversation sometimes because Mm -hmm. I was like holding onto my phone, worried about him because I hadn't heard from him. It was all consuming anxiety. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just for deployments that might happen to yeah. you. Like, like I said, if he was going to the field, even if he had staff duty or something and he was just going to be gone. And I, I was just, it's not that you're necessarily maybe even worried about their safety. You just don't like being alone as a young spouse or mm-hmm. even as a veteran spouse. Like if you don't like being alone, you don't like being alone. And so definitely I, to be where I am now has taken huge I mean years amounts of work to get to where I am now that yeah he was able to deploy in four days and I did not fall apart like yeah. that took a lot of work on my part and it took medicine and doctors and yeah you know it, it I didn't just get there because I'm just some hardcore army spouse who can take whatever like absolutely not it's gonna come in waves and maybe I'll go back to being really sad like I there was a few days while he was gone that I just cried and was like this sucks and I'm lonely and I wish he was at home so I don't know and I talked to some young spouses now I have a friend here who I think is kind of in a similar situation that I used to be in that she just you know obviously wants her husband home and it's that kind of desperation feeling that you just you need them to be home when we were having this conversation, I was telling her, oh, I used to be just like that. I don't think she, not that she didn't believe me, but I don't think she understood that I could be 
on her, like I could have been where she was and then be where I am now. Like that's a very yeah, hard re- thing to understand when you're in it yes. that you could possibly be out of it someday. Yes, because I remember hearing the older, more seasoned spouses talking about, oh, I can't wait till my husband leaves. And I was just horrified and mm-hmm. terrified that my marriage would mm-hmm. get to this point where I hated having my husband home. But again, now I realize that's a that's a coping mechanism. I've found things yeah. to enjoy when my husband mm-hmm. is home. So I'll say, oh, I can't wait till I can spend more time with my friends or da da da. And mm-hmm. it doesn't actually mean that I want my husband to leave. It means that I I can cope with it now and I can find mm-hmm. find enjoyment in the different lifestyle that I lead when he's gone. You can be in this place of struggle in the beginning and then later you can be handling it great. It's like, did your did your middle school have you take the SAT or the PSAT? Because uh, we took the ACT where I'm from. Oh, okay. Whatever. But the middle school in my town or our school district, everybody took the PSAT in seventh or eighth grade. And then when you took it again in high school, you could compare. And mm-hmm. obviously everybody did better four or five years later, mm-hmm. but the SAT didn't change. It didn't get easier. It's that they yeah. had more experience with the material and they knew what to expect mm-hmm. and they had more knowledge mm-hmm. and context. And uh, so Maybe that's a corny analogy, but I think that's totally... I don't think so. And I think, too, it also, like I was just saying, it it could ebb and flow. So maybe one deployment, you are a mess, and the next one, you're great, and then the next one, you're back to being a mess. Because I took... My mom was wild and made me take the ACT literally 10 times. I took it 10 times. Stop. And my scores were, you know, a complete roller coaster. I would get... A really bad score, then a really good score. And I could never just get it, like, level, you know? (laughs) And so it was just depending on, I guess, like, my mood. If I was hungry, if I was good at math that day, I don't know. So that is a good analogy because you could just be in for a really, really wild ride. Yeah. And and the ACT did not change much. It was was you. No, it was the same every time. It was me. I was just, I don't know, can't regulate myself. Your your undiagnosed ADHD. Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, so this I feel like this conversation started out funny and just kind of like a joke, and it turned into something so good. I think about all the time because I, I hit a point kind of in the middle of this journey where I felt I felt kind of judgy towards people. I was like, no, mm-hmm. I've been through really hard stuff, and you're whining about stuff that isn't hard, and. Mm-hmm. I wasn't yet at that place that we've been talking about where I realized that your heart is your heart. The hardest thing you've ever done is Mm -hmm. the hardest thing you've ever done. And Mm -hmm. a big realization for me was because somebody was complaining about their spouse being gone for two or three weeks. And I was like, whatever. (laughs) My parents have never been apart Mm -hmm. for two full weeks. They've been married 30 30 something years. Never. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was like, they would they would be a mess even mm-hmm. <laughs> even when they're apart for like a week if my dad loses his mind week. yeah 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 they they call each other five times a day and it's really sweet but i was like <laughs> oh i need to reframe that like it's not normal for your spouse to right. just be gone for a month regularly mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so. my dad brings that up actually all the time. I so often when my parents visit, it's while Alex is gone because they don't want me to be alone. So if he's in the field or gone somewhere, they usually always try to visit me, even if just for like a weekend. And my dad always brings that up. He's like, I don't know how you guys do it. If I had to be apart from your mom for that long, I don't know how I could function. I've ne- like, I really Aww. don't think they've been apart from each other more than a few days ever. They've been married yeah. for 35 years this year. Yeah. And so I'm, I, I just don't understand because I've been married for eight years and I'm like always apart from Alex. And yeah. It's just like a normal thing. One of the most helpful conversations I had is with my friend whose husband just retired as a general and this was, he was a colonel and Brian was going into his first company command. And she said, company command was the hardest time in my marriage. It was a really hard time career-wise for Chuck. And it was a huge adjustment for us. And, but we got through it. And everything since then has felt easier because we learned so much. And I clung to that conversation. Just the fact that she acknowledged what you're what your family is doing right now is really hard, even mm-hmm. though she did what we're trying to do, which is to say, no, it is hard. Don't beat yourself up. Don't dismiss mm-hmm. it. Don't say like, at least it's not the 15 month deployment. Right. And that was, that was just so affirming. So this conversation definitely started on a funny, lighthearted joking now, and then turned into I think an important, powerful conversation. So I'm glad that we started talking about this movie and the conversation led where it did. But again, we want to say thank you to Emma Ty for coming on, talking to us about her experience with her viral post and the Today Show. And now Emma has decided to keep posting and she's actually started a blog. So we will post that on our social media. We'll share her blog and her Instagram and whatever else she has going on. She's calling it rolling along. I love that. Until next time, you can find us on Instagram at household six podcast on our website at household six podcast.com and in our Facebook group, small army, the household six podcast community. And like we always say, let's leave our duty stations better than we found them. Household six is signing off.